breaking his privacy. Eh, I have very mixed feelings about that. <laughs> Hour two and shit got dark. Shane became a flat earther and we started and we talked about Hulk Hogan <laughs> and it came to blows. Shane was found you, dead the next day. You, you are now tuned in to drink this podcast. Matt and Paul G chatting top quality. You know they always got a free talk policy. Guests speak honestly. No apology. Full spectrum from politics to comedy. Please listen responsibly. A few brew in, chance of animosity. A couple more brew and the crew getting wobbly. No matter this, the park place of podcast monopoly. Drink this podcast. Ready? Welcome to Drink This Podcast, where the Edmonton-based podcast where we celebrate good drinks and good conversation. My name is Matt. Joining us again today, sitting with me today as per usual, is Paul. Say hello, Paul. Salam alaikum. And joining us again. Sorry, I bowled right over you. Yes. <laughs> uh, f- fuck well, you. Well deserved. Uh, joining us again from literally five minutes ago, but for you it was two weeks ago. Our good friend, oldest friend of the show, Shane O'Max. Say hello, Shane. Hello. So Shane's... We're, we're like, it's just like we usually do, except I don't have to record a preamble for part two, because we this is just part two. Matt actually had a thought. I and did. Shane stood up to go pee, and he's like, oh my god. Let's just end the show. Let's just do this. Um, so Shane's Sad When It's Over last time was a podcast, and so we talked earlier today about like how what bonded Shane and I, and the thing that I always think about what bonded Shane and I, and I didn't bring this up then, because I thought we talked about it, but fuck it, we're going to talk about it now. Is that we used to, we had an affinity for the same podcast that I now can't stand. Um, so like when Shane and I first started talking, after we talked about beer, I was like, oh, uh, like working in the store, if I'm counting or dusting or something, I just one earbud in and I'm listening to a podcast. I can hear the door beep, but there's another staff member there, so whatever. Um, just Shane had asked me what I was listening. I'm like, oh, I'm like tell him Steve Dave. I love tell him Steve Dave. So like. I want to know, Shane, do you still listen to Tell Him Steve, Dave? Religiously. Really? Yeah. What is it like now? It's amazing. I hear it's, it's Walt Flanagan's show now. It is. It's totally Walt's show. And he's he actually tried this thing where he was going to make it Q, and they were going to call it Q's Views or something like that. Like He really wanted to drive up listenership by having uh brian quinn who's on the impractical jokers yeah. which is a super popular show in the yeah. states not a lot of people up here know about it it's on um like it's around i know it's people around who like yeah um uh, for those who don't know tell him steve dave is a podcast hosted by walt flanagan and brian johnson and brian quinn and if you don't know who those are brian quinn is an impractical joker walt and brian are on an amc show called book amc show called comic book men which uh, came from from tell him steve dave uh but they are they they uh walt is the manager of the secret stash which is kevin smith's pod or kevin smith's comic book store uh and they do a podcast out of the comic book store and it's 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 a, a it's a raw feed yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> like you you get the three of them when you listen to it it's- um, but I like, there came a point where I just couldn't listen to them talk about how hard Ben had it anymore. And I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely different. And Walt came down on Brian for his, for, for him being him. Really? And he's really reeled it back lately. Really? Like, like that's, that's shocks the shit you, out of me. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, they're best friends. They've been friends since like middle school. Like they've yeah, known each other for forever. decades. And the episode that I that I fell in love with the show was the one where they talked about the both of them working at Domino's. <laughs> and they both joined up at about the same time. And they were going through the recruitment process. And their manager was like, you literally have to run out of the door to the car. Like, we want the people to get their pizza the fastest. And Walt was like, fuck this. Yeah. Within a week. Well, him and his now wife of like 30 years were dating at the time. Yeah. And they drove by and saw Brian was still working there. And ran was coming out of the building running for the car. <laughs> but for some reason, he had like these super tight pants on. And Walt's wife was like, what's up with his pants? Like, is that a, like part of the uniform? Like, why are his pants so tight? I, but, rem- I remember the pants story. I was yeah. around for that. I the the one I remember falling off and being like, I can't, I can't deal with this shit anymore. I it, can't hear the phrase armchair feminist no, ever it, again. It's mm. never but I came back to it. I'm like, maybe I'll give it a try. And the very first episode I downloaded to listen to was they had, I don't know what they'd been talking about, uh, but Brian did a bit as Michelle Obama. And I was like, nope, nope. I, I was 100% right. Fuck this show. Come come back now. Okay, I'll give like, it another try. Because I, I do find their dynamic to be funny. Walt is so, like, they're assholes to each other, but that I don't inherently have a problem with. It's just... Because the- friends that have been friends that long mm. are assholes to each other and it's water off a duck's back like you know my best friend adam and i have been friends since the third grade Mm -hmm. we're going on 30 years of friendship yeah and he calls me an exceptional narcissist and i was like you are absolutely right like (laughs) i i once threatened uh to murder my best friend in his sleep because he is a persnickety jackass in his space and once got really mad that a couch that's older than we are I wasn't treating with enough deference and I'm like, I'll buy you a new couch. His response <laughs> to my being a little silly about this was if you don't quit fucking around, you can sleep on the lawn. And I'm like, <laughs> Holy shit. Cool. I'm going to kill you in your sleep. If we have to if, like, I'm who glad said that to you. You don't know. Him. Oh, I, we've been friends for let's 20, fucking cut him. <laughs> we've been friends for 23 years, but wow. he lives back in BC. I thought we'd been friends for a long time. Yeah, Ian kind of trumps everybody on that. Uh, but we went to kindergarten together. Okay. Like, we did all of our education until I moved to Edmonton together. It's, yeah. So that's kind of... But yeah, yeah, no, I get where you're coming from, where it's like, we once talked about living together. If we had, I'd have murdered you in yeah. your sleep. I, I can't imagine ever living with any of my really close <laughs> friends, because I would <laughs> Like, don't get them. me wrong. I, well, I, I love him, but... Me too. I would kill him in his sleep if I had Absolutely. to live. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Shane, like... So the, the reason I bring up Tell Him Steve David and talk about this is, like, Shane and I, like, we drifted out. Shane is the only reason I use Snapchat with any regularity, and mostly it's to look at selfies of Shane, which, now that I think about it, is kind of weird. Exceptional narcissist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, he's an exceptional Make narcissist. out! Um, but we have, like, what, an eight-day snap streak going now? Yeah, something like we've, that. Uh, the highest we've made it is, like, 18. So, like... Shane and I communicate through various internet channels, but oftentimes, like, every now and then, or the more serious ones have been like, oh, man, I'm listening to this podcast. You should check it out. So, like, I got onto Finding Richard Simmons because of, or Missing Richard Simmons yeah. because of you. I'm listening to Risk because of you. Oh, nice. I love Risk. Risk. You would like Risk. It's long form, story, true storytelling, but it's a, ve- like, it is a, it's a very like safe space podcast. So like mm-hmm. there's a lot of it's a very raw stories. I've heard stories about like recently they had one ab- about a woman who had been fed human flesh by her own father. Jesus. Which is like granted a very extreme end of this show, but it's a like 
a lot of like very affirmative, positive stories, like very, like very raw and honest. Have you heard the newest episode that dropped? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. There's like disabled black gay guy had like met a guy on grinder and mm-hmm. had him in his hotel room and that was the episode yeah uh, or the guy who who's in the the trans porn star whose story was about going to a funeral of a guy who nobody knew was gay and like one of his lo- I, like it's never very implicit what's happening like he just describes going to this funeral and some queen kicks open the door like blubbering and bawling and crying he took a good dick out of this world like that's the story all right um and it like so they run the gamut but i think you would really appreciate it you should like give it a shot once or twice and they workshop all the stories Mm. they practice them like it's all done live it's like stand up like there's a conversation that we have already booked another guest to talk about about we'll bring up brisk again then why i would have a hard time i think getting into that maybe because well, I well, what I want to talk about is welcome to Night Vale. Uh, okay, we'll and, save that for Brandon's yeah. like the talk yeah. with Brandon though. Like that's that's sneak peek at what's coming down the pike. Um, there's another. Is it was it because of you that I listened to S Town, or did I turn you on to that one? S Town Seven. No. S Town. That's no. That's S Club no, Seven. Oh. Ain't, Ain't no, no party like an S Club party. party. <laughs> I'm trying to troll them, and party, don't stop. in return. All right. Cool. Until they get arrested um, for weed. So, like, are you still, like, we haven't talked about a podcast in a long time. Are you still, like, on the podcast train? Or do you have, oh, like, yeah. Like, you've got a, a list going? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Do you want to, like, compare sti- lists? Yeah, what do you got? Like, what do you got new stuff? This is going to be, this will be an almost entirely sad when it's over. Um, Meanwhile, so, I'm just waiting for Matt and Shane to make out. No, not yet. Num, num, Lavar num. Burton's podcast yes, made me cry. That's my new gym podcast because uh, they're I, like thirty minutes long, so I can do it at the treadmill. The first episode that he did of that, and at the end when he goes, "But you don't have to take my word for it," sobbing like the the one about the alien. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just in tears. I was like, and it was, you know, um, here's a story. I'm in the process of a divorce. Oh, and, we're doing it, are we? All right, and no, you know, whatever. It's common knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Shane, yeah. Shane's about my to get alluding divorced. earlier to yeah. Shane having had a rough few months. Um, Last and it was days after I'd moved out when his first episode dropped, and probably at one of the lower points. And I'm just like, "What do you What do you mean, Lavar Burton has a podcast?" <laughs> and it was just this familiarity that I really right. needed at the time, and this this voice that was reading me a story as a 36 year old. And I was like, who had read you stories as a six year old, as a six year old, I'd watched reading rainbow. And I was like, he was on star Trek and he did that star Trek crossover episode. So he's literally been involved with every stage of your life. Absolutely. So it was this, and I I wanted to reach out to him and be like, you know, I literally like started the snowball of divorce days. Like, Um, so do it. So he Hmm? speaking from personal experience, not with LeVar Burton, but there's a, a, guy that makes music on Bandcamp, who i've turned to a few times when i've had, <laughs> been having a really rough time of that and i emailed him once where mm, we'll just say not a great mental or an emotional health state where i'm like like your music helped me get through that and i got a reply and it was really nice so you should send him so, yeah, tweet him like that's that's the that's what twitter is for is the to internet. be like man you helped me yeah. thank you so like and also dick jokes in my half empty new place like just sobbing on the floor after he'd read this sci- a sci-fi story mm-hmm. and i was like it's lavar burton doing which reading is a, rainbow like it is a beautiful a story i've heard that story. one 
about like a relationship like what i find interesting about that story is the like clear it's so it's about a a kid who lives in like some weird police state and he seeks out an alien who's an assassin and like learns a shitload about this alien's culture to convince him to like help save his unborn sister who will be put will be like aborted by because of population control and like the relations that they develop over this like aliens weird concept of family is fucking moving yeah it's and it was like wow this is a great story but it was at the end when he goes but you don't and i was like please say it please say it please say it and he goes but you don't have to take my word for it. I was like, that's it. Blah, like on the floor, snot bubble cry. Like I was like, I, I needed it. It was like yeah. this really cathartic, like, but Get also really warming feeling that I was like, I just got read a story mm-hmm. as a 36 year old by motherfucking LeVar Burton. As he said in that episode, I think it's every millennials like ultimate dream to have LeVar Burton read them bedtime stories. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. It's what, it, what used to happen. Like when you used to wear those ugly yellow pullovers. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, of course. The episode with puppet LeVar. Like, <laughs> didn't we also make you cry? Yeah, but it's a different kind of cry. Like that's a sad cry. Yeah, I believe Shane may or may not have been on the air to say we made a wished yeah. him a sexy birthday. Yeah, and it, it around the same time. Teared there. up on the that bus. That was like the, pretty much the same day. Like I was on the bus home, and you guys were whispering, "Have a sexy, sexy birthday." And it was really combined hard. with yeah. Yeah. And I was on the bus home, and I was like that. That I needed a month that, after like, your birthday. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like two months. Yeah, it was something like ridiculous. Like, <laughs> hey, we it, recorded it, it around your it, birthday. It didn't matter. It yeah. was. It's literally like the thought that counted, and also had to hide the raging boner on the bus was really difficult. So, <laughs> oh yeah, this is boner town yeah, right now. A lot of erection. Not for me it. anymore, but that's because I don't listen to podcasts. Um, well, even but, ours. But Shane's like Shane's story is like that is a living embodiment of why I love why i like podcasting because and this is what yeah real talk this is what some people don't get about the medium is that i hate to go on this thyroid tirade after hosting this show that i've hosted for five years because i don't check any of these boxes like i'm not trying to say that this is me um but i am a product of the system that doesn't have any gatekeepers it doesn't have any like you can do anything you want to do Nobody can tell you what to say. Nobody can tell you you can't say something. Nobody can tell you how to structure your show. Um, anything. It's complete uh, freedom to express yourself into the ether. Um, and that's that's important. That can help people. Like if somebody can find you out there and you and connect with you and and and, and take your message or what you're doing and it, it helps them. It like gives them a moment of catharsis. It gives them a reprieve from something that's going on in their life, then you you did the Lord's work more Can than I anyone else. Interject to ask both of you an open question then. Yes. Do you listen to a lot of the like very earnest, emotionally honest kind of podcast? Because there is one podcast other than ours in an explicitly audio internet whatever um that I've listened to in the past couple months. Uh and it was the last episode of the show, but uh, were either of you guys familiar with the Interrobang podcast? Uh, rings a bell so their last they had a guest on their last episode um who was johnny sun who you guys may be familiar with from twitter you probably wouldn't be shane but no i don't think you so. should be um we can talk about that off air but uh also very just emotionally earnest uh young guy from toronto but yeah. whole other topic on that 
Um, <clears throat> I was aware of the podcast because one of the two co-hosts was a minor actress in, <laughs> it being me, a Fallout fan series. <laughs> Uh, but it, I, I've only ever listened to the one episode, but I followed them on, on social media for a while. And the whole thing is like often very explicit, very honest, earnest, emotional conversations about like depression and mental health. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's necessary. Like there are shows like that, that I don't connect with. Um, I like, I think it, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but there is a, like some, some things I listen to in like the court and like all I do, uh, sorry, Matt, that's not all I do at work, but like in between, I, I spend a lot of time on the road. Uh, like I drive around for my job. So Matt works, he lives in Edmonton and works for a company in Calgary and that's Calgary. like a three hour drive. Yeah. So like if I'm driving to Calgary, I have that. If I'm just doing my daily work, which like if I'm visiting accounts, I have like, you know, five to 20 minutes between accounts. And I listen to a lot of podcasts over the course of my day. That's how I fill the time. I'm not really a music guy, although I like music, but I don't listen to it. But like, I will, I, I feel like my radar for like bullshit on that level is pretty, like it's pretty finely tuned. If I don't feel you're truly being like earnest, I will see through you. Well, and just to, to go back half a step, um, I'm assuming you haven't listened to the show I've referenced. No, no, I haven't. Okay. Just while we're on. No, and I'm not trying to suggest that, that but I mean, it's, what I'm saying is it's not explicit. Some things I yeah. like because they're scripted, because they're like on point, uh, because they're good narrative stories. But yeah, when done well, like somebody exposing themselves like that and like really being honest about who they are and how they feel is well, I think it's, a it, thing. It's also worth interjecting again, just to say that like. This isn't what our show is, but I know at least Mia and I have at various times been at least a little bit open about the fact that like we deal with mental health issues. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, I feel like that's part of the appeal mm-hmm. of our show is that most of the time we're just shooting the shit about pop culture and booze. But yeah, but there, there are moments of real. honesty. Yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm happy to do that. I mean, there's there's times where I'm cautious and maybe... There have been things we've cut out. That's true. Um, but like, so I listen to a show called This Week in Blackness, uh, which is like... Uh, a former stand-up now like uh commentator like talking head uh and like some of the people that work with him and they just they talk about politics and race like it's it's the genesis but they did a whole episode on like what it's like to have anxiety and what it's like to be like crippled by that and mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm sitting on the couch playing video games and then i'm just sitting on the couch and crying because i'm like i i identify with this like it's not my day-to-day lived experience but like you have described moments of my day and I don't know how to uh, like deal with that. So I'm just going to sit and cry for a bit. That's um, surprisingly stand-up comedian, Jay Moore. He, he, you know, he's very, he's famous. Like he's been in a bunch of stuff and he's also done episodes in his car where he goes, so I guess I'm getting a divorce now. Mm. Yeah, and he's like he's an alcoholic and he's a drug addict and he said he used to drink mm-hmm. three bottles of NyQuil to get through the day like and he just went back to AA recently after yeah. his div- like some of the episodes are very like just him on a plat like and mm. some of them are him and Joe DiMaggio <laughs> doing two gay guys at a Calgary Flames <laughs> game going go Flames like yelling like <laughs> Well, that's and that's um, like the genesis of Marin's podcast of WTF. Like when he talks about that, it's very much like I was in the process of getting my second divorce 
I could not get booked in a room to do to do stand up. Like my life as I knew it was completely over, and I was literally thinking about like maybe it would just be better to finish here. Uh, and him and his producer broke into the Air America studio, which was on the verge of being shut, and recorded the first six episodes of WTF. And it like it saved the guy's life. And I mean, if you can make that connection for some again, even if you can give them a reprieve from what's happening around them to be like, this is my, to create a happy place for them. That is ultimately my goal is to create a happy place for people. Like, yeah, we'll yell and scream and get drunk and abuse each other, but it's all, it's all in good fun. Well, it's like, you know, I wouldn't still be listening five years on if you guys weren't, I mean, even though you are my friends and I have met you long before I was on the show and we had obviously made some connection on the, (laughs) the pop culture. We like the same shit side. I don't know. I've had friends who've done things, and I went, "Wow, that, that that's great." Never again. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. I think yeah. it's it's worth noting because Matt and I were talking about this recently, uh, in a completely different context. But <clears throat> we never have a hard time finding people unless never. something comes up at the last minute. And I think, with maybe one exception, every guest we've ever had on, like, as soon I, as we finished recording, was yeah. like, "When can I come, come back? back?" And I think that that feeds into what you're talking about in that. I hope what we're conveying when people listen to this, because shockingly still five years out, mm-hmm. people we don't know listen to this yeah. fucking thing. I have, like, I, when I go to buy, the guys at the Long and McQuaid where I buy most of my gear are like, oh, what's, like, when I was like, oh, yes, like my podcast. Oh, what's your podcast? Oh, like, I always drink this book. Hey, you're like the Screaming Doction guy. Like, yes, that is me. <clears throat> Thank you for listening. Well, And, and I, as much as I don't do this, like, I don't construct this show to please anybody but me. We do it it's, for the people that are on the microphone. It's always nice when so like, and I and I always appreciate like I'm glad that you're on this journey with me. Like I'm glad that you're with us. I'm glad that you're on board. I, I if you came and started telling me what I should do, I'll make fun of you. Well, that's happened viciously on the and air. We did, and we did. We were um, very aggressive about it. What I, what I was, I mean, just to, to cycle back for half a second though, is that what I'm trying to get at is that I I think if we accomplish anything when we do these and we put it out. It's that people who listen feel like they're here with us mm-hmm. in the vibe that we try. I mean, I'd, we try hard, but by being drunken assholes. Yeah. Like, we try very hard without trying very hard to make it an inviting atmosphere for people to come and hang out in. Mm. Um, and, like, that came out of where this podcast came from, which uh, was very much like Matt and I used to hang out and talk about booze and yeah. pop culture. And we were at the pub one day, and Matt's like, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. You want to be my co-host? Like, do we want to just put a mic in front of us yeah. and do this like, exact do this same anyway. thing? I think it's funny. Other people might think it's funny. And if not, fuck it. We're having fun. Well, and that's kind of been it. I mean, I, this is this has lasted longer than any job I've ever had, than any <laughs> relationship I've had. Like, I, I mean, there's something to be said for that. And the, yeah. there are people who, like Shane, we haven't had sit down with us to actually properly record in years but we fell right back in yeah, like, as if you had just walked out the door. Like, and I, the last I, time. I feel like if we accomplish anything, as I say, that, that part of that is that our guests, even people that like I don't even necessarily know that mm-hmm. well and Matt's never met, immediately click into yeah. it. And that at the end of it are like, yeah, we're friends. Let's all friend each other on social media. Yeah, and when can I come, come back? back? Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, I, I, I hope people that listen to this get some sense of that. All right. And, and like, what I what fills me with the most amount of joy about that is that the the reason that things like that are possible, and again, not to like, 
now that we've we've settled that, and I I do not disagree with mm. what you just said. But now that we've settled that, like now that we've I, gotten all emotional and earnest, I fuck you, asshole. I don't think this show is anything special. Like I, I think that if I didn't know us, I'd fucking hate this show. Like <laughs> I would hate it. Um, they're but, so full of themselves. I know, what a bunch of assholes. Why would they bother having a Twitter account if they don't? Okay. Are we all done done masturbating on the microphones um, now? How great we are! But the reason that that is possible is because this is one of the last accessible to all mediums with absolutely no gatekeepers. Yeah. Nobody can tell you you're not good enough to do this. Clearly, <laughs> it's like my he said, gesturing around him wildly towards himself, <laughs> mostly at me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So it's like YouTube. Uh, I've been on YouTube for yes. the better part of 10 years now. I have never seen a check from Google. Never. Mm-hmm. I have 300 subscribers. I've obviously you have taken... 300 subscribers? I do. Nice. Do you have a lot of interaction with your... Most of the people who re- religiously watch my show are people that I know. Yeah. Okay. Um, and literally, as we've been sitting here, my buddy Ed from the Bronx sent me a Facebook message going, when's the next episode coming out? Aw. That's and sweet. I've had people do the same thing, like come up to relative strangers who know like me through the beer community mm-hmm. that also know about the show. Like when you get another one out soon, like I got, I got a lot of things. I got spinning a lot of plates. Yeah. Here. So I've been on a bit of a hiatus lately, like obviously with everything going on and I just haven't been in that mood. And at the same time, I've got all these people that are going, do another one, do another one. And I'm like, not in that mindset of, <laughs> Do I think any product that I would put out would be at the caliber that it was before with mm. everything that's happened? So I know that when I come back to yeah. it, and I will come back to it eventually because it's something that my reviews originally started as comic book panels of myself as an action figure reviewing the figure, standing next to it using an app. To Is make... that right? Yeah. Why don't you still do that? It's a lot of work. <laughs> story of my life like, pal. <laughs> every picture and then like it's literally making a comic book and it's like you know mm. it's a couple hours to put out yeah, one where enough. making a video on youtube is do you edit it all like do you like put in jump cuts are you like trimming things down there there's quite a bit of trim that happens okay. um because i like i do i edit this podcast like i'll oh. i'll cut it I know it doesn't I know for listeners of the show it doesn't always feel like it but some of these are wildly cut together I've done a few I've attempted to do podcasts before on my own with some friends mm-hmm. and it's never I didn't mind that show uh there was one that you uh started shortly after we started drink this pod that I thought was pretty good I I've done like two episodes with one of my better better friends Dan called rum and swearing yeah um, where we just basically talk about growing up in small town Nova Scotia and what I heard bullshit. Of, what I heard about that show, I think we were like five episodes in to drink this Ooh, podcast. Boy. And Shane's like, I should try it too. I'm like, yeah, man, you totally should. And he's like, well, you should like, will you listen and tell me how I'm like, I've been doing this for like a month. And you're dreaming <laughs> like I'm so good. We recorded like three episodes in one sitting our first go exactly. and they weren't good. No. Some like there are elements of that. Well, they that are were funny, funny, but like, let's be honest here, those weren't good. Because we teased it earlier, uh, we kind of got digressed out of it. Let's uh, sorry. Pull out your list. Oh, list. Okay. Um. So yeah, the way yeah. I think we like, I've got a lot, so I'm not gonna like. I don't have many, and it's a thing like with a lot of what I do is I have. I don't think I have ten on here. So like, 
not all of them are daily or even weekly or even like currently working, but they're all ones that you subscribe when... to your own podcast. Yeah, man. I need the numbers. God damn it. I'm a, yours. You're on the bottom, but you're there. Yeah. Cause so it was, one, it was the first one when I started switched over to switcher. I've talked about this switcher, one on the show before. Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> um, you must remember this, which is a show about like old Hollywood that I really love. Um, and it's broken into seasons, which is really cool. You should get Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. I hate Gilbert Godfrey. No, Fuck that guy. You ha- no. Fuck that guy. He's That's a character. The real Gilbert is very different. He gets one episode. Um, the Adam West episode. Okay. Good call. All right. Go. Your turn. Um, so, obviously, not the Gilbert Godfrey. Um, no, you, you can you can extol more virtue on it. I love the Gilbert Godfrey. It's his co-host that makes it. Yeah. Um, they d- they bring on old Hollywood types. Do you listen to Pendulette's show? No. Okay. Because his 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 stance on atheism is Hitler esque. Like, huh? He I can't I like in the eighties. Ken and Gillette huh. were really great, and I thought he was fantastic. But really? I find that is literally the only thing I still like about him. No, I, I just, it, the as soon as you're like, but I believe this, he's like, you believe in a magic sky god? You're stupid. Like, I, I can't. But you know that's what proselytization is, right? Like, you know that's what, like, gospel is, right? But I should, I should be in. He's not saying you can't. He's not telling you not to. No. But what he's saying is I'm fucking stupid for doing it. And, and would you would a person of an opposite belief not take the I can't believe I'm defending Pendulette. Um yeah. would a person uh, like would not a, a Christian be like, "Well, you're going to hell." Like it doesn't mean I I like you any less, but you're still going to burn for burning hellfire not a good, for not believing. Not a good Christian. Oh, bullshit. But it's still an objective fact if you don't believe it, from the perspective of the Christian religion, if you don't believe in God, if you don't worship God, you go to hell. That is that is it. That is the entirety of Christianity. That it, that like that's the point of it. That's why people try and like save you. That's why missionaries think they're doing the Lord's work. I'm not talking about missionaries. I'm just talking about if we were at a level playing field, I it doesn't matter what I believe in. I should if I'm flying spaghetti monster, I shouldn't have anyone I going. I think the bigger reveal here is that Shane, I didn't know this. I don't I I no judgment. I did not know that you were a true believer. No, I'm agnostic. Okay, that, that makes more sense to but me. But at the same time, like, I don't want anyone telling me I'm stupid for believing anything that I believe in. But what if you believe the Earth is flat? You know what? That I, is objectively incorrect. I, what if you believe in whatever I, the fuck it is the Scientologists believe in? I haven't been in orbit, so I I personally can't prove. You you live in the prairies, but you, you can see that from a plane. But you can't prove that shame. Like there, there there are ways to prove that the Earth is not flat without orbiting the Earth. Have you ever been in a plane landing on the prairies? You can see the curve of the horizon. That's a trick played by the. the Get off my show. Swamp gas. You're not welcome anymore. <laughs> Weather balloons. Um, I don't know what you how you feel about true crime shows. There's one that I listen to. Um, so I just finished a show called In the Dark. Chain, point point your red dick at your at your mouth. Yes. Just, well, you could just sit back and point it there. Like sit comfortably and just point the mic yeah, at it. Okay. okay. Um, so the show called In the Dark, which is about the Jacob Wetterling abduction, he got abducted at 11 in 1989. Mm-hmm. Matt told me about this. Yeah. This so, dark. so Wetterling was abducted with 
there were two other children with him who were sent running by a man and a gun who like abducted them off this like dead end road abducted him never found him again never saw him again um it took them 27 years to catch this guy and the re this this case is the reason there is a sex offender registry in the United States, like a federal sex offender registry. So the, the point being that like the sheriff's department was saying for the longest time, if they had had a list of like people to question, they would have found this guy sooner or like he would have been on the red, whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is not true. Like he, they, this, the sex offender registry would not have helped them. Um, are you snapping me from the couch? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so like it's it, the show becomes about the ineptitude and the like inherent problems of a of the sheriff's departments mm-hmm. in the state, the county by county, like policing of this uh, and the electing your your law enforcement representatives and why that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, and like it, it's it goes really interesting places and it definitely like not unlike S-Town, it takes a lot of like curves but they there's an an entire episode dedicated to the sheriff's department who had one of their officers was shot in the head and they didn't catch the guy in front of another officer didn't get the guy i'm (laughs) it's a podcast and i have nothing to say it's like so like making facial expressions if you're if you're into a true crime show and you like and like you're willing to accept the fact that maybe police aren't awesome at their like some police are not awesome at their job and there might be an inherent problem in in a certain type of law enforcement especially like if those are all like things you're open to elected officials elected law enforcement officials i got this job because my cousin had it it's a really really interesting listen um you're such an asshole Matt goes blah blah blah. <laughs> Are these things being shared publicly? No, no. I'm <laughs> literally snapping him directly. Yeah, and I making don't, faces um, of him. Going, Shane's turn. Go. I don't have a Snapchat. I don't understand it. It's it's a weird thing. I don't, you young kids these days yeah. with your social medias. Um, the Sofa King podcast. Okay. Uh, they do a lot of. They have topics every week. Some of them are true crime. Some mm-hmm. of them like they just did Walt Disney, and it's like they're. One of their big sponsors is a hot sauce. If that says anything about <laughs> okay. them. And they have like a whiskey of the week and they sit and they take a shot of whiskey and they talk about it. And then they, they've all gone off and done research and they come back and they basically rap about whatever the topic is. And like they do Walt Disney. Um, they did uh, Bob Marley. They do murders. They do all kinds of stuff. Like, and voter, like the listeners vote on what's going to be played next. So, I will shout out a, a local podcast uh, called I Have Some Notes, um, if which is a, uh, they've since kind of, like, since its inception, I've been listening almost since the beginning, uh, but since its inception, they've kind of, like, retooled it a little bit. Uh, it's still the same basic premise, though, that, like, these people get together and watch a movie that is not terrible, but by no means awesome, and, like, critique the story like they they talk about like how could this be better uh and they did one on passengers uh this is the one that specifically sticks out of my mind which is the chris pratt jennifer lawrence movie about being like stranded in space oh yes okay have you seen it yes okay so not oh my god how can you sit through that movie and not be like "You're, you're a murderer chris pratt yeah um but they do a really interesting critique of that movie and like their fixes for that story are actually kind of brilliant um, go. 
Oh, another one? Yeah, go! Um, I like Target World Order. Um, I'm an action figure guy. And it's a couple of guys that have been best friends for a long time. They sit. They, they do a review channel. They also do a board game show called Board the Show, where they play old board games that he finds at flea markets. Like, they've done everything. Like Neat. But they get together. They talk about toy news. Um, it's very good. Like, they're just, like... A couple of guys talking about toys, and I like I like toys, and therefore it appeals to me. And I follow them on Facebook, Total World Order. Like, um, they they're pretty upfront. They do a couple episodes every once in a while where one of the guys brings his wife on, who has been carted around all of these like flea markets and toy shows, and they call it's called Married to the Collection, and she kind of <laughs> gives her opinions yeah. on how and. He's got her suckered in because he's a big Disney guy. So he collects. If it says Disney on it, he buys it. Yeah. And she's gotten into it. And basically, she helps carry stuff to the car. And Interesting. The Moth. If you like Risk, you should listen to a show called The Moth, which is like a 20, 15 to 40 minute version of Risk. Mm-hmm. So like it's usually just one story. Uh, and they're quite short. But same deal. True stories. No notes. Told live in front of people. Mm. Um, and if that's one you're into, you should, uh, you yeah. should check that out. Uh, what else is like that you might not, like, I would say things like, like there's a lot of like CBC stuff I listen to, but I have to imagine that people know about CBC podcasts by this point. I like Christopher Titus's podcast. I didn't know he had one. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty good. They, they have like. Um, oh, he's a, I guess he's a comic. They all yeah. have a podcast. So him and his... It's funny because the sound engineer on that show, they've brought into the show. Like, he used to yeah. make comments in the background. Now he, they've like given you. they've given him a mic, and they bring him on every... Yeah. And it turns out that he's a big X-Wing Miniatures guy, like, which is the game that I play, and that's where yeah. my money goes. And <laughs> that's, what, that's the fucking hole yeah. I shovel cash into. <laughs> and then I found out that he... He had his own podcast where he talks about X-Wing, so I oh, got neat. into that. And, like, it's just a weird rabbit hole of... Folks, the point is, if there's a thing out there that you like, there's a fucking podcast about mm-hmm. it. Literally. I mean, the only way you make money in podcasting is if you're already famous or you do a show about Doctor Who. And fuck that. Or you do a YouTube podcast. Yeah. But that's also, like, are you talking about Cracked? No. Oh. You're talking about Patreon. Oh, no. Patreon is how you make money now. Yeah. Not YouTube. No, no, not YouTube. I'm spoiling a conversation Matt and I are having on another episode with another person. Uh, um, because you don't make money at YouTube anymore. No. And well, most of them don't. Most of them don't. And even the ones that did don't anymore. Yeah. Because they're stupid and they talk about their right wing political views. And <laughs> Oh, I'm talking Let's Plays. Yeah. It's just a saturated market now. And Interesting. N- um, well, in theory, the podcast market is saturated. Like, from one perspective, the, the podcast market internet is, saturated. is saturated. saturated. Exactly. So, this is a disagreement I've had with others on the internet about, like, who the onus is on in terms of, like, what the quality of podcasts you listen to is. And in my mind, since you have to actively push subscribe, the onus is on fucking you to find a podcast you like. If you don't like it... Don't listen anymore. Yeah. Click I, there's many so, many podcasts I've stopped listening to, and I like listened yeah. to a few episodes. Went, this is really good, and then I was like, maybe yeah. it's not for me because I only got so much time in my day, yeah. and like it's it's a curated thing. 
Um, so it, it, in that sense, if you want to find something that you're passionate about, that there's a podcast about, it's fucking out there. Yeah. You just have to do the, le- like, it's not cable. They don't funnel it into your house. You have to go out and look for it. Um, I mean, I guess they funnel the internet into your house, but like, it's a big place. Um, so yeah, no gatekeepers. Podcasting is great. It YouTube used to be like that. And then everyone got on YouTube and now nobody wants to do YouTube because nobody makes money unless you do Patreon. And if yeah. you want Patreon, you have to have people that like you enough that want to physically give you money yeah. directly. Do you do you have do you patronize any Patreons? No. Okay. I do not have Patreon. I I'm lucky in that I have friends in the States who will gladly mail me stuff. Yeah. Sorry, and just go back half a second there. I think what Matt was asking is if you give money to people who have Patreons. Yeah. Sorry, do you use Patreon to support things you listen to? No. Okay. Have I given money to people before? Yes. yes. There's an app that I use that I have every year I give them $10 at Christmas. Cool. And go, have a have a beer on me. Thanks yeah. for the awesome app. Yeah. Well, that's um, interesting because I actually do support a couple of people on Patreon, but they're all webcomics artists. I support three podcasts. I support Risk. Um, I support... Allison Kilkenny, who hosts Citizen Radio, which is a great American, like, hard-left politics show. Uh, and I support Canada Land. Uh, I support <clears throat> um, John Rosenberg from Goats and Scenes from Multiverse, mm-hmm. uh, whom I also just respect as a person in that he's somebody who, like, he was one of the, the webcomics granddaddies. He's been doing this for since the late 90s, but he does make jokes as recently as a couple of days ago where someone said, like, this seems homophobic. And he took it down immediately after sending out a a comment being like, this is not... It was a Trump and Putin thing, but he's like, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. Do you guys read this as homophobic? And, like, a minute later, tweet-threaded it to say, you know, it's not worth it if one person was offended. Like, I I should take this down. And and, uh, he's been doing a lot of this lately where people will call him out on stuff. And he's like, okay, thank you for taking the time to explain this to me. Yeah. What is it I did wrong and how can I do better? Right. Um, so he's not putting out a lot of comics right now, but I still give him some money every month because he, like, just fuck it. And also he's got like sick kids and a whole nine. Yards, so but... he's the opposite of the Edmonton fear fest then. Sure. Did, it, did you not hear about this? They used an image in one of their ads. <laughs> I did. You heard about yep. this? So they used an image in one of their ads that was like women in their underwear who were chained up mm. and like out of context. Oh, maybe I did. I hear get about that this. that looks a little bit rapey. I, I'm sure that in the movie, no, I did hear about it's this. fine. Um, but their response to that was to delete any comment that was critical of the image and then start talking about the thought police and oh, how boy. people were like, "It's a ho- if you were only if you were a real horror fan, you wouldn't have a problem." Like, yeah, definitely not that response. It was like literally one person did yeah. that and was like, eh, "This is this makes me feel squicky." Yeah. And he's like, "Cool." cool. Um, Shit, who else do I support? There's three people, I think. Uh, Honestly, uh, it's late enough in the night, and I'm not really thinking. I haven't thought about Patreon in a bit, but I support at least three people. Rosenberg is the big one for me right now. Well, it's the, the, like, um, whoa, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Mr. Popeil, the... Ronco Rotisserie Barbecue yeah. of, of financing. Set it and forget Set it, right? Set it and forget it. Well, uh, that's the point. I don't support a lot because I'm on EI. Like, yeah. I, I, I pay $6 USD. I think it's tw- I, I, I $20 that I give amongst three podcasts. Yeah, well, and I, I, I think I do three or four people, and it's That's like, two Starbucks. Yeah. I, I give $10 to Allison because her show is literally five days a week, and I used to donate money directly to the show, and uh, shit happened. 
um, and then I just shifted it all to pay to her Patreon. Um, Risk, I donate three bucks too because I, I've been listening to that show since literally since episode one, and the fact that they're still doing it and working on a shoestring makes me want to like support that. And I support mm. Canada Land because I want something Canadi- Canada centric that is not CBC. I just remembered at least one of the other two. Um, I support uh, Dumbing of Age, another webcomic, but more so because I, I pay enough to get a bonus comic twice a month. Right. Uh, and that, like, again, same circle, mm-hmm. fairly progressive. Uh, the guy who writes that is, is renowned or is well known for positive representation of queer characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not immediately why I'm supporting him. Uh, there's another guy who I like, I read the, the webcomic, but don't support him because he's making a hundred grand a year. And I don't, doesn't need your money. It, that's just it. Like good for him. I'm supporting the guys that like Rosenberg has tweeted repeatedly about the fact he has a hard time paying the bills for his sick kids. And I'm like, you know what? I'll give you my $2 a month. Also partially because I've, it's one of those things where people have, commented that they'd rather have a whole lot of people to give a dollar or two a month than like five people that pay 20 so you know my money is going to go a little further because i'm not likely to cancel anytime soon there's there's a youtube guy and he's they do let's plays but they do they do drunken let's plays and they they aren't like oh my god i'm doing this like i have literally been able to play a game with them Mm. Like, they open their community. They're like, here's the code. We're live now. If you want to play with us, come and play with us. I've had the host say my gamer tag on the show. And I was like, I'm going to eventually I'm going to buy some T-shirts from them. Like, I'm going to give them a couple of bucks. There is a YouTube group called OSW Review where it's three Irish guys who talk about old wrestling. And they do. They break down old wrestling pay-per-views. And I have one of their shirts. I was like, I'm going to give these guys a couple of bucks because they're hilarious and they're Simpsons fanatics and every episode has like three Simpsons quotes in them. And mm-hmm. But when I started supporting Canada Land, it was like almost a year ago. I didn't get my t-shirt for like eight months, which was like part of my Patreon subscription. But I would like every two months, I just like write a message on their Patreon I'd be like, hey, give you money either way. But. Can, I want my shirt. Can I have my shirt, please? What's up with this? Do you know where Patreon came from? I don't. Please tell me. Um, have you ever heard of a group called Pomplamoose? They are a, no, they're, no, I they're, haven't. They're a big YouTube band. Um, it's a guy and a girl. Um, both of them are musical geniuses. She does all the singing. He plays every instrument you can possibly imagine. They got famous enough that a few years ago, Toyota hired them to do their Christmas ad. Oh. So... They, they've had some success, yeah. like, and he was like, YouTube is fucking us. And huh. was like, we are not getting the, um, the money that we should. Ad revenue is all going to Google, not to us. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make this thing with a few other people. And he mm-hmm. went off and is one of the co-creators of Patreon. Interesting. And I'm, they're, they're fantastic. Like they do covers, they do their original stuff. Um, their covers are really good. Like she's got a phenomenal voice. Yeah. Like I've considered starting one for the show and I might still, I always said that I wanted to like over the past year, I've made it a concerted effort to like make a biweekly post. I've been a little late a couple of times, but like the first step is like the show in and of itself is what I want it to be. Like it, it is 
and by that, that 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 by no means means I think it's perfect. It's just what I produce. What we put out is what we want to put out. Yeah. If you what list- we talked about earlier. Yeah, exactly. I think we, we create the vibe we're wanting to create. Exactly. If that's something that's fun for you and you receive it consistently, if you're receiving a consistent product that you enjoy and you'd like to chip in a dollar because I could use some new headphones. <laughs> um. That's something I'd be open to taking. I don't, like, currently there isn't a sponsor that I'd be like, I would love to, like, be sponsored by you. Um, but I, if people who listen to my show wanted to give me money because they like my show, I'd be okay with that. I mean, this is something we've never really talked about, but when Shane and I were talking about, like, shirts earlier, mm-hmm. a lot of those sites, if you can submit a design, you don't have to pay anything up front. They will just give you money as people buy them. Yeah. So, like, there are options we could take for merch, too. That's true. Can you, I can't imagine. I'd that, wear like, DTP merch. We've I, talked about t-shirts before. I would wear DTP merch too, Paul, but I'm on DTP. <laughs> like, it's my show. And I feel like like wearing your own band t-shirt is gauche. I'd buy them and give them out. <laughs> I mean... We could get, like, a co-host logo. Yeah, no, I... like. Hulk Hogan wore a Hulkamania shirt for 30 years, and look how much money that guy has. Especially now. Don't bring that guy up on my show. Fuck him. He, we just talked about how there's no gatekeepers, and you could do whatever you want, and you had to bring up the guy who helps somebody sue a media organization out of existence. <laughs> yeah, for breaking his br- privacy. Eh, I have very mixed feelings about that. <laughs> Hour two and shit got dark. Shane became a flat earther and we started and we talked about Hulk Hogan <laughs> and it came to blows. Shane was found you, dead the next day. You guys weren't around for Hulkamania. You don't know what it was don't like. Don't tell me what I was and wasn't around for. I remember. I how, remember. How old are you? I'm thirty one. Okay. I'm thirty six. He remembers, brother. Did you have a Hulkamania poster? No, but Did I had you? I had Bret Hart sunglass like foamy sunglasses. Yeah. I remember Sean uh, when Kevin Nash was Diesel. Yeah. And him, he was Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. Big Wrestling cool. is dumb. You're both dumb for enjoying it. I I remember when they all went to WCW and then started their own faction called the Wolfpack, which then split. Nope. NWO. NWO, NWO sorry. Split, split into the Wolfpack, Wolfpack and, and Hollywood Hulk Hogan's whatever. You're both dumb for knowing this information. I'm and, judging you so hard. And Sting was like torn between the two and he like lowered into the arena and he thought he was going to join with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Then he ripped open his shirt. It was the red NWO logo yeah. and he punched him in the face. I Those had the, were the days. Yeah, I know, right? Um, cool. So there might be a Patreon suit for the show. Um, I might start begging for money uh, and not in any sense of like, like, it costs a little bit of jingle to do this, and if you like it, and buy you, a lot of beer, and you and you want to swap beyond that, like I don't like, get my discount Hosting anymore. fees <laughs> and like the equipment, like I said, I could use some new headphones. But if it's something we're toying about, if you feel strongly about that one way or the other, tweet at us at Drink This Pod or Facebook at Drink This Pod or, or email or email us drinkthispod at gmail dot com or <laughs> leave a comment at drinkthispod dot com on this episode, like because nobody's commented on the show yet. <laughs> on the website i'm sure people look but um, I, your website's terrible you're fucking terrible no, I, I try you don't have the old episodes up 
No, I don't. That's the. That's is that why it's? Yeah. Is that the only reason it's terrible? I was like, hey, I'm gonna be on my friend's podcast. I was on it before. Here's an old episode I was on. Oh wait, no. Why the fuck did we ask him back here again? I didn't ask him back. <laughs> this was your idea. Fair enough. Well, Shane. Sad when it's over. Yeah, oh. we. Well, we. Yeah, we could do sad when it's over. Um, Shane, when we end the show, we like to. Uh, we well, you know this. We did this like tw- we did this like an hour this ago. This piece yeah. of shit didn't bother even listening. Uh, we like to talk about things that you, were Shane. we're sad when it's over. Do you have something for sad when it's over? Um, something you'd like to recommend? I'm into. I've started becoming a PC gamer again for the Ooh. first time in 15 years. Ooh. I bought my first PC game on which Steam. game? It's called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Okay. And it is the most supported game on Steam in their history. Interesting. Um, is Steam like some kind of weird marketplace that I know nothing about? Yes. Okay, cool. So it's, it's what Valve is doing instead of making Half-Life 3. Oh, neat. Yeah. Fuckers. Make Half-Life 3. No, no, they are. No, they're not. <laughs> they're never making Half-Life 3. Video game jokes. Player One. Uh, Player Unknown's Player Battlegrounds. Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, it's a third-person shooter. What ends up happening is you start with zero gear. Usually there's about 100 players, and it starts with you in a plane, Mm -hmm. and you're dropped on an island. And you race to the cornucopia to get the good weapons? Yes. (laughs) And you you have to be the... the, the, It's very much um, Battle Royale, Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, I was making a Hunger Games joke. The the cornucopia is where all the weapons are. So much so that the map will shrink as the game goes on and it's like a magic force field. It's a good game. It's, it's really good game. It sounds great. I'm sorry. Um, I was just trying to add the audio commentary to what Paul was doing with his hands. I was doing nothing. That is a dirty slander. Lander slide. 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 Give us money. Put down your crack pipes and your beer bongs. <laughs> what? No, there's, there's more to that. There's I'm something. meeting you halfway. You dirty. Hippies. Listen here. You, Dirty hippies. You drugged I'm, it. I'm meeting yeah. you halfway. How many roads? Yeah. Put <laughs> down your beer bongs. Listen to your crack pipes. <laughs> Listen here, you drugged out communists. I paid for this body, and I'd no sooner return it than I would my little cocker spaniel dog, Checkers. Ruff, ruff. Shut, Shut up, up Checkers! <laughs> uh, who's also a head in a jar? <laughs> yeah. All right, shit's going off the wheels. <laughs> I, I think it was particularly funny for me because it like blew out all of the mics, <laughs> like just this dead gap where I knew everybody was screaming. It's gold. Uh, so PC games, you're into them, yeah? That one, that one, that's the one that Shane I'm playing. Shane is sad when that's, this is over, and it's hundred players, and the, the the map shrinks down, and you have to get the good gear, and you know, I've I've been playing for a cup like a month or two now, yeah. and it's you know. I can get a top ten finish pretty pretty consistently. I've gotten a couple. Braggart, of... yes, braggadocio. That's why I came on this to talk about my sick gaming skills on this one game, on the one game that I play. <laughs> and I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five again. Nice, Paul. Well, I was gonna try and come up with something better since we blew the last uh, this one in the last episode. Yeah, I know. Honestly, Twin Peaks. Yeah. I mean, I keep bringing this up, but uh, like, I had a conversation about it today. And it, like it, it it's came up in so a weird way. It's so weird, and it's so good. You better hurry. He has a 
So, oh, I wish I could because I. Why did we invite him back? I don't know. Um, I was talking about uh, Southland Tales with somebody today, oh, yeah. so I'm like trying to backtrack this because we talk. Oh, we were talking about weird for weird's sake. Mm. Um, a person that works at one of my accounts. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, weird for weird's sake. And she's like, yeah, Twin That's Peaks a definition that I took from The Simpsons, by the way. Postmodernism. What's that? Weird, weird for the weird. sake of weird. Yeah. Um. So it, I've never, like, there are David Lynch things I like. Um. Uh, Blue Velvet is my favorite because mm-hmm. it's probably one of the more coherent ones. Next to Dune. Um, and Mul- I don't like Dune. And Mulholland Drive on some level, like yeah. it's it's weird, but I get the metaphor that like it, at least I can project a meaning onto what he's put up there, right? Is that the point of weird for weird's sake? Is it like no. totally meant for the audience to project its own metaphor on? Uh, postmodernism as an art movement largely came out of a reaction to aggressive realism, and the point is not to paint a canvas uh, my understanding at least of postmodernism and things that relate to that which lynchian stuff yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh it's not so much a canvas for the viewer to paint on as much as it is to deconstruct the idea of what reality is to to try and draw it try and like give you the opportunity to think about what exactly it is you're dealing with on a day-to-day i'm not handling it yeah, i know and i get what you're and talking so about. like there's something i was reading about this week about this past week's episode of twin peaks which was saying this basically that like twin peaks doesn't happen in our universe and that's become increasingly apparent yeah. the longer that the return has gone on where like um one of the long-running arcs of the show is uh, one of the two Kyle McLaughlin characters who... There's two of them? Oh, yeah. There's technically three, but one of them disappeared to replace the other one. Fuck my life. Uh, And there's no point in my trying to go into this because it would have to be me explaining several seasons worth of TV. But essentially, um, one character is a much fitter, uh, more capable, but also very emotionally or mentally damaged um, version of somebody who's like, he's an insurance salesman in Las Vegas. Like the Baldwin brothers. <laughs> All the Baldwins are dead? But, like, were the guy in real life, he's clearly had a stroke or something because he can't talk and he just repeats things back to people and he's, like, he's a child. Um, and then there's the evil one who, whatever. But in the evil one's uh, arc from last episode... Uh, he goes and tracks down a gang with a guy that tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then there's this really super dramatic arm wrestling scene where he takes control of the gang by besting the boss in a super creepy arm wrestling scene, okay. then punches his skull in. Because why not? It's just like, it's this. Like Brundlefly? This <laughs> doesn't happen in our. Re- anyway, so. Shane, come back anytime. It's fucking weird and it's fun yeah. and Kyle McLaughlin is like the most underrated actor of his age in the world and everybody should watch it. It's so weird and so great. Okay. And like I say, it, it maybe maybe Muad'Dib. Muad'Dib. With the exception of Dune because his adaptation of Dune sucked. Yeah, because it's not really Dune, is it? No, he's ne- he'd never oh. read it. He just of course not. made it up. Isn't though isn't that what people say about um Marlon Brando in uh, Heart of Darkness. He had never read the book. Well, he hadn't, but they also were like, no, those are talking about Age of Apocalypse or Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Apocalypse Now, he hadn't read Heart of Darkness, uh, but I think that was in the slow decline of Brando's willingness to act. Because by the time he got to The Godfather, 
the other actors just had his lines taped below yeah. the scene level and he couldn't be bothered or, to read them. Or is it Viggo Mortensen had never read the Rings books? Did not like, explicitly did not read the Rings books. Well, until I think he, was he avoided them. reading them so yeah. as not to color his adaptation of that. But Viggo Mortensen, also a very underrated character actor. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. We talked about him in the previous episode. Did we did really? We did. I don't remember that. Because was I drinking? Well, we it's talked because about you... how he spoke eighteen different languages and has acted in all of them. Oh, oh right, Aragorn. Yes. Callback. I thought you meant to the last time we recorded with no, you. No, I, when like, I was like, Paul, we've recorded ago. seventy of these. Shane's recorded like two. I no, I <laughs> I, I, I forgot who he played. There's only three of those that will make it to air, and I'm counting the ones we recorded tonight. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with um another keeping it on brand uh, another podcast. So, uh, there's this company called Gimlet Media. Which is an offshoot of something bigger than that. They do a few shows, one of which is called Crime Town that I really like. It's more of a journalistic show. Uh, but this other show they do is called Homecoming, which is about... Uh, and, like, there are names in this show. It's all fictional. Uh, it's a fictional story about a, like, clandestine program that they put a bunch of soldiers into to, like, try and, like, control their their PTSD, essentially. Like, to try and prevent human beings who go into war zones from coming back broken uh, mm. by breaking them first, I guess. Um, but, like, Catherine Keener is in this thing, David Schwimmer, Amy Sedaris, Oscar Isaac is in it, and the way they... Ross. Oh, and he plays just as big of a shitbag as you want him to. Um, but the way they, they do it, it's all through, like, phone calls and messages, so it's it's designed for the audio format, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're definitely playing into the format. They're on season two right now. It's really good. Check that out. We can actually talk about that when we talk about stories with, with uh, push Precious based on the novel Push My Sapphire. Um, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this conversation about podcasts and would like to contribute <laughs> to it. Um, Join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, so quick update because I'm thinking about it now. And we're kind of in the planning phases for the next couple of months for the show. We've yeah. got a few things on deck. But we're definitely going to take a break at some point. Uh, we'll probably, the break for us will be in September, but the break for you guys will be in November. So I realize that's like two months down the road, but just so everybody's prepared. And so I say it because, oh, that it's, I'm thinking about it now. I'm going to say it out loud and we'll, it'll come to fruition. Uh, my September is rammed. We're not going to have a lot of time to uh, podcast. So we're going to take a month. Uh, we'll still be releasing episodes, but we're not going to be recording. Also, don't, don't worry. Matt and I will keep drinking and hanging yeah, out. It'll be fine. We're um, still friends. Shane, We're not breaking up. Shane might even be there. Um, Hello. <laughs> probably not. So oh. we, we will, there will, there are some exciting things on the uh, upcoming, um, but like I say, there's going to be a bit of a gap coming eventually. We're just going to take a little bit of a break while the schedulers are hectic and then we'll get back to it as, as you know it. Um, and if you, if you would be, if you like drink this podcast enough to think that you would want to chip in a buck a buck a month or whatever to for two episodes there's 50 cents an episode if that's something that you think you could get behind or you have an idea of what that looks like for you tweet at us uh or facebook us or hit us up on instagram is that a thing you can do email, yeah you can dm on instagram uh or email us uh we're at drink this pot on all social media drink this pot at gmail.com you can find me uh across most social media platforms as at slingsbot um, I'm at Igor Zarubo, and obviously if you know Matt or I and feel like you'd be willing to give us some money and want to come up and tell us in person, yeah. that's cool too. Um, and I, like, I haven't quite thought about like the rewards at each level. I know one of them will be like a shout out on the show and mm -hmm. I, I would be open to, uh, 
like throwing out a guest toast, like a a, a guest seat for the right. Well, I like there's there's a lot of things. So like, if you think that there's a reward you would want out of that, if you think what you think it's worth, just like I'm interested in having a conversation about this because it's something I have thought about. I mean, the other thing that we should probably point out while we're talking about this is hard as it is to believe we are coming up on a, our fifth anniversary Five years in what October November November so like we've been doing this for a little while now yeah. so uh, you've got all that other shit for free all of it for free and granted that is so most, not where I was going with this most of it sucked I won't deny that and what I was you can't listen to because Matt shut up Shane have an shut, up, shut Shane. up Shane get the fuck off my show <laughs> Shane <you>. continue <laughs> uh, my, my point was just that uh we're coming up to a big round anniversary, and I, I think it's probably safe to say that given we've been pretty good about recording regularly and releasing regularly yeah. for a while. Which um, has always been part of the goal. We're at a point where if there's something you guys want us, if there's anybody out there who actually wants to tell us what they like yeah. or don't. like, If you're chipping in a buck, I'll listen to what you have to say, at least for a second. We're, we're pretty amenable to some commentary. Yeah, Particularly totally. if there's anybody other than the douchebag in the room with us who's been listening since day one. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> Fuck you, Shane. <laughs> and you. And everybody. And everybody. <laughs> Shane, where can they find you? Uh, I am at YouTube. You can just search for me at Rumpire Reviews on Instagram and Twitter that I never use at ShannonMac81. He's good at Instagram. I am. Or is he? Yeah, I think so. He's not good at Twitter. No, he's no, not. He I'm not at good Twitter, at Twitter. But he's good at Instagram. I suck at Instagram, but I'm good at Twitter. I so. suck at Twitter. I think I'm pretty decent at Instagram. Together we form Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shane, thank you so much. This has thank been, you. This I'm has so been, happy to yeah. have you back. This has been fun. Uh, let's not wait years till the next time you come back. Uh, yeah. I said that to Corey, too, and it'll probably be like years since we still see it again. But... Let's not make it yours till you come back. Come back again real soon. Um, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Drinkthispod.com. Check us out. Backdated episodes will be coming as I have time. Maybe that's what I'll spend the break doing is like uploading go. some backdated episodes. Please. There you go. So um, I can share it with friends. Until next time, I have been Matt. I've been Paul. I've been Shane. And we will drink with you again soon. Aloha. Bye. Screaming Ducks and Studios. Big old dicks. <laughs>